0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Central Youth Podcast. We exist to help students find and follow Jesus. Today, you're listening to an episode from our series called Leaders Who Lead. We pray that it speaks to your heart, and we hope that you enjoy the episode. What's up, guys? It's your boy. Michael Corral. I don't know why I started like that, but it felt right. You are listening to an episode called "Leaders Who Lead," where we just have an honest interview—not necessarily even an interview, but a conversation with different leaders throughout America. And so, my name is Michael. I get the honor and privilege of serving as the youth and community engagement director for Central Christian Church. So I get to oversee Central Youth and have had a ton of joy in doing it. And I brought my good friend David um, on today's episode. So. David, introduce us, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you're doing in this season of life, what God's teaching you, anything, whatever you feel, go for it, bro. Yeah, dude, my name is David, uh, I am Michael's boy,
1: uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm a worship leader, worship pastor in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, I've led worship since I was in junior high, and been a part of worship teams, and uh, love it, passionate about it feel called to it um not the best no not the best or most talented person but I'm just an example of how Jesus uses the unqualified in seasons and stuff and uh yeah and this season is I'm like blessed just in a season of rest right now just of uh season of rest and restoration of um spiritual emotional physical healing and growing and uh just like an incredible It's, like, an incredibly cool season to just be
2: in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love just – I just want to park on something that you said real quick. But in terms of, like, rest and all the things that come with that, the norm for even students and just people in general is to constantly be going or having to choose something in a season. So, like, if you lose your job, like, the real – The mindset for humans is to, oh, I have to get another one right this second, and if I don't do it, then maybe there's failure. What's something that you would say is like a benefit to this season of just like resting and waiting on the Lord and that kind of mindset instead of just having to jump into something? Because I know you've even had opportunities to even go back to old work or doing things that you used to do to help make money in itself, Um, but have said no to those just believing for something something so what's the lord teaching you in terms of like not having to commit to something right this second
1: yeah yeah i think like i think the value of rest is huge right like we i think everyone in the world says that rest and stuff is it's important right like even christians as we look at jesus's life jesus intentionally in his ministry took time to rest like regularly it wasn't just he was like okay i'm gonna go take a three day break now after <laughs> a year straight of working no like he would take rest like regularly and it's so one of those things where in this in this culture especially especially in the bay area where we are like rest is it's not valued because we're just so go 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 we're so performance driven we're so um we're just very yeah we're just go 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 it's just constantly going and uh good comes from that, but we also miss out on rest, which is just vital to our health. Like, truly to succeed at something, you have to rest. To truly be able to succeed at something, you have to rest. You have to have your cup filled. You have to be filled up yourself if you actually want to succeed. So, yeah, there's definitely been, like, uh, I don't want to say backlash, but, like, uh, people constantly questioning, like, why I'm not – back at work or saying like, Oh, we'll just go get a job at a grocery store or go back to your old job and stuff like that and Yeah, I mean, there's a part and a point where you can't just sit around and do nothing forever, but there's a part where in this season, like, I've had to learn how to just like sit and rest and take advantage of the now, right? Like, especially like in this culture, I think part of why we're so so why we're so go 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 is because we're looking towards the future. We're looking towards this end goal we're looking towards like this is what i'm trying to accomplish you know i'm trying to work to make this much money or i'm trying to do this thing to end this goal but it's like we miss the now and when we just miss or when we're not embracing rest we're missing like what god is trying to teach us and speak to us in the now and i think that's what i think that's what I've gained most from this season is just simply hearing and learning
0: what God wants to speak to me right now in this moment. Yeah. And that comes with like even peace, right? Because it's not necessarily like, I think most people think of like doing stuff because they're anxious, but when you like are doing something because you're waiting on the Lord and you know that he's spoken to you that it's okay to be in the season. Then there's tons of peace that come with it. You don't really worry what everybody else says or or cuz their opinion doesn't matter. Their opinion doesn't yeah. doesn't make you obedient. It doesn't. I mean, obviously you could argue for certain reasons why like obeying your mom or your, your whoever like yeah, yeah, but at the same time putting first like glorifying Jesus is is the mindset. Yeah. So my question to you, um worship your worship leader why like what's the backstory a little bit you don't have to go like all the way to any crazy moments but just like why is it so important to you yeah uh i mean i think i have to go back to
1: the moment to explain the why it's because i i felt god call me to it like that's that's why i pursue it you know um Like, when I was in junior high and had to choose between sports and music and what path to go down, like, I felt called to it. And so, since then, it's just, like, the reason I do it is because I I feel a call in my life to do it. And uh, I think it just, it's been a journey. You know that. Like, (laughs) there's been many times where I've just called you and been, like, you know, I remember specifically one time I just called you on a Sunday night and was just, like, crying just telling you, like, man, I'm just, like, done. Like, this is so, I'm so tired of being told, like, no, and I'm not good enough and all that stuff. Uh, So that's the why, like, on the terms of why I do it. Like, because there's a calling. I I believe there's a calling over my life to do it. I believe that's what the Lord's called me to do and what it's called for me to, like, lean on him on. And I think why I love it is because there's just something so special about, singing and worshiping through song like we've like we've talked about this before like i've shared this before like one of the most impactful things that ever really formed the reason why i worship why we worship is because like jesus worshiped and like i always always speak of the story of on the cross like when jesus was on the cross like he sang like those lines like my god my god why have you forsaken me are found in psalm uh 29 i think I think that's what it is. And uh, and that's like the first thing that's said in that psalm is, my God, my God, why are you forsaking me? And obviously Jesus is like hanging on the cross. He doesn't sing the whole thing, right? But it's crazy because people around him would have known he was say- what he was doing. And then Jesus' last words are, it is finished. And the last words of that psalm are, it is finished. So it's just like, you know, Jesus in his most dire moment sang and worshipped and when you look through the bible like there's tons of stories of people that like in just crazy moments of joy or you know hardship they just turn to song and stuff and so it's just this it's a super special way for us to just connect with god and also like with each other in the church like there's something super special when you just are going at it <laughs> together when you're all just going going at it together and and uh,
0: and worshiping through music, yeah, so in the minds of like a, a young person. I know for myself growing up, worship was just solely singing, like, yeah, obviously, there's people who worship in other forms, dance, and all that stuff. But what, what would you define Gen Z translation of what worship means to to young people who don't know exactly what it means, like the heart posture, all those kinds of things? If you were to just explain worship to a young person, how would you define that to them?
2: Yeah, I think
0: um,
1: worship is just our, like, our, because, how do I say this? Because worship in general is more than just music, right? Like, worship is a huge thing. And when you worship anything, like, what you're doing is you're giving it time, you're giving it attention, you're... You're giving it your heart, you know, like when you worship video games. You're sp- like you're spending all your time in video games. You're spending your thought, all that stuff in video games, and um, that's what worshiping God is: is just giving God your heart and your time and that and your focus. It's give. It's truly like surrendering. It's truly just having desire for God, is worship, yeah. and. I think worship through music is, is that. It's just, it's just having a desire for God that is expressed through singing and the physical actions that we associate with worship, like raising your hands or falling to your knees or dancing or any of that stuff. I think all it is is just your, all worship through music
2: is, is an expression of worshiping God, which is just giving him everything yeah
0: yeah that's good i think i've always been like the um the quiet worshiper and yeah just observing i remember specifically a moment when i was in i was at hume lake it's my first mm-hmm. christian camp it's my first experience and i remember being in the middle of a giant room of high school students and worship's going. And I'm looking around, because I'm still new to all this, you know, so. I'm looking around and I see like the one kid hysterically laughing. Like, doesn't look crazy, but just like full of joy, you know? Yeah. You see the one girl dancing in the back. You see like the person who's crying their like hard out. And you see all these different expressions in that time. And I remember being like, What the heck is going on? Like, yeah, that person's crying. Like, how come no one's with them? Like that person, why are they so happy? That person needs them. The person that's crying needs them. Why are they so happy? Like, it was just a weird moment. Yeah. But you, you. I remember now thinking back on it, just going to that moment of being like, there's so many different expressions. And when you give like the Lord time to like move in that area and you're just focusing on him, like, man, breakthrough comes. Joy comes, all these things come. And so I loved, like, just that that kind of mindset of that there's so many things that could go on and, and, like, in a form of worship. But it's crazy to think that, like, if you would just give your time to Him and set apart that time, that, like, He really would meet those needs. And I think that's what's so interesting about um, even being a young person is because they give their time to so many things. Video games, like you said just worshiping all those things which they're not wrong like yeah I'm a victim I play video games like I I <laughs> do all the same things but it's like when those become the idol that's when it becomes the issue you know and yep. so you can totally worship the lord and 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 give him more set apart time in every aspect and it's crazy to think that like people don't want to do that yeah but what would you say is like Something that you would tell somebody who's like, you know, like, okay, you have so much joy in worship, David, like, we get it, it's your call, so it's easy for you to get excited about. Yeah. A young person who is not where you're at, not super excited about it, doesn't fully understand it, what would be, like, one thing you would challenge them to do to try to get there, not necessarily to arrive, because what does that even mean but like yeah just to get an increase over their life and understanding and want it and just developing what a lifestyle of worship you know what's something you would challenge them to do to maybe make that next push yeah uh i think like
1: i just encourage people to take it to take it's just baby steps right like just like you're in, like, when you're, like you said, like, you're in high school, right? You're in that room. You're seeing all these people <laughs> just kind of, like, act weird, yeah. right? It looks weird. Yeah. Like, it does. Like, it's it's not wrong to say it. It's weird to see people just kind of do that
0: yeah, in that moment. Yeah, it's not like a normal concert. Yeah.
1: But there's also something epic that comes with it. Like, you, like it's weird, but you can also sense, like, there's something different here. And it's not a bad different. It's, like, a good different, right? Like, you can sense it. but I think, like, because it's one, like, you know, I was, like, I apply for worship leader jobs. like, people ask me, like, how do you teach people how to worship? It's, like, you just take steps. Like, the level of where we're at is, like, different for everyone, you know? Like, I've been told my whole life, like, oh, you need to smile more on stage. <laughs> you need to move more. You need to, like, look more like you're into it. And that's taking steps to, like, it's like I think what holds us back is almost like a pride, right? Like what holds us back from singing out loud is like a pride. what holds us back from raising our hands or falling to our knees or all these things is like a pride or like a fear or something that like something that's just holding us back from from surrendering an expression of worship, right? Because that's all it, that's all like that's all worship through music is. It's just an expression, an outward expression of your of your faith and your belief and your love for Jesus, you know? In some ways, it's like getting baptized. Like, it's just a a public or private expression of uh, your love for him. And so, like, to the person who just stands there, I say, "Just just take a chance. Just take a small step. Like, if you just stand there, just, like, try singing a song. Just try it. Just take a leap of faith and just try and do it because you taking that step for Jesus, you taking that step for God is like, in some ways, it's like that story of the Pharisees and the woman, right? The Pharisees make fun of the woman because she gives the penny, right? But that's all that she has. It's like not about how much you give, it's about like It's not about like the, the quantity of what you give, it's about the quality of what you give. And so if you're, if you're if you're a person who stands there and does nothing in worship, you simply taking that step of faith and just giving that outward expression very well could make Jesus smile more, could bring him more joy and seeing someone like go crazy over in the corner of a room. Yeah. Because he knows like because he can cuz the surrender that comes with it, the faith that comes with it is like greater, right? Like it's you're surrendering more, you're sacrificing more, your your faith is more than potentially someone who's just in the room going crazy looking weird, you know? And so that's like like i th- like my thought is because like you know i've been a part of churches my whole life and there's some churches that are incredible and they go for it and they're like fun to <laughs> fun to worship at you know they're fun to worship at they're fun to be a part of and then there's churches where everyone just stands there and obviously like one of my dreams is to see growth in all churches no matter where because there's always somewhere to grow there's always more that we can surrender there's always more that we can give and I think just, it's like, there's just steps and steps, right? Like, that's how I do it, is I just take a step. It's like, my first step, singing out loud. The next step, raising my hand, you know? The next step, falling to my knees. There's like, there's just these steps that I take that it's like, each step is like a, an action of surrender, an action of like, I'm going to be courageous, and I want even more of you, Jesus, so
2: I'm going to give even more of myself to you. And
0: like, yeah. Yeah. I love what you said about, like, taking that small step and how much, like, that could bring joy to the Lord. Because I think of, like, even small ounces of breakthrough. Yep. Like, imagine what he's thinking. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> that's not it. But you're almost there. Like, gets so excited, you know? Yep. Did you think of, um? I, I've spoken on this before, of just, like, just trying maybe not fully achieving but when you're a parent um when your kid first starts walking and they get up and they fall they're not just like oh my gosh my kid's a moron <laughs> you know yep. it's not like they're never going to be able to walk they're never going to be able to do this not, they don't get it they just don't get it might as well give up try a new one yep like that <laughs> same expression when we're like at least an act of faith Okay, I'm gonna sing these words. I don't know what they mean. I don't know if I even believe them, but I'm gonna give it a go. Yeah. And he like looks back, and he's just like, "Oh my gosh." Because even that small desire just to know Him in a place of worship, it takes faith, and it takes like you trying something, excites His heart. Yeah. I think what's wrong with people is they get they they think that like He's some God up there who just Waiting for us to do wrong, you know, and so when we do, like, ah, oh, they're never gonna be able to worship me. Like and that comes out of a place of like, oh, he's a he's like a greedy God who just wants people to bow down to him. Yep. And that's not the pl- that's not worship. Worship is like, oh, I desire to like have a moment with him because he's so worthy. And that same aspect that you just des- like you're falling in love with a girl, you desire to take her out to dinner or to go to the movies because she's worthy of your time and you want to be with her. You want to to spend that time with her to get to know her. And to see that smile on her face brings you joy. And so to look at him and give it a go. Maybe maybe we feel like we got ghosted. Maybe we feel like things are are not like how we thought it would feel, but he's looking up or he's looking down at you and smiling. And that should bring joy to our heart, just knowing, like, man, we don't have to pray to a saint. We don't have to worship a saint. We can have a direct relationship with him, worship him, and give him the joy that, like, we long to give him because he's worthy. He's worthy of our time. He's worthy of our adoration. And I think it's cool that we don't have to do it out of obligation, um, but we do it because when we are convinced, then we long to be with him. and he is they're like he really he's really that worthy of of our time so i love just that kind of mindset um so kind of on that topic of like just misconceptions of of god what are like some of the common misconceptions of worship that you could think of just things that maybe like the church or yourself even at a time like just got it wrong yeah you know Dang! What a question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think step one, the most easy one, and I, it's
1: something I'm actually, I actually try to f- not using my vocabulary. Is that worship is just music, right? Like I think that's the first weird association that's just come from out of nowhere. But like when we say worship, we always think like music, right? We think of that time that we're gonna, like, do it, but it's not just worship, it's worship through music, and so I think
2: that's one of them that super important to remember. Um, another, another misconception is that I think it's, like,
1: okay, this kind of goes both ways. I think there's a misconception that it's okay to just always be standing there. Like, you can just have a congregation, you can have people that you can just always stand there that just listen, and that's how they worship, you know? I think, like, when you're doing that, I say this because I'm that person, right? I say this because I am that person, that you're not really worshiping. You're standing there just, like, uh, You're just standing there, like, uh, viewing something that's happening. I also think there's a misconception that if (laughs) if you are just standing there, listening, that you're not worshiping. Because I think there are moments. There's one moment specifically where I was, like, so tired. I remember I was, like, down at Bible College, and I was so tired. Because I had, like, driven there that day. And it was, like, they were doing, like, a group that night and stuff, and the worship was awesome, and... And I just sat there. I sat there the whole time during worship and just, like, rested, and but was, like, so filled up. Like, I was just, like, I was, like, I'm tired. I, and I just got filled up. I just listened to the worship, listened to the words, did that. And this person later asked, like, like, they judged it, right? They basically said, like, I wasn't worshiping or my heart wasn't in it. And it was, like, not true, you know?
2: Like, I was actually in it. And so it's kind of like a weird double I don't
1: even know. Like they're yeah. both they're both misconceptions like yes you can actually be worshiping by just sitting and listening. In fact, I think in some ways like spending <laughs> in prayer like that's that's huge. We should be doing that more. It's just listening. But there's also a misconception on the same side where it's like someone can always just worship through music by standing there like I don't I don't think that's true I think like it's again we good we talk about surrender and growing and experiencing the spirit more
2: in different ways in his fullness and stuff and like you know like
1: you've seen a little bit more like charismatic worship styles right yeah i was thinking about this the other day <coughs> Like you've experienced more charismatic worship styles than I have, I've definitely experienced more. Just like stand there, kind of wait, and so. And there's this thing where it's like there's like this. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard the verbiage, but people just uh, they. It's almost like it's weird. Like they think like it's weird.
2: Like the stuff that happens. At, um, more charismatic churches, right? But I'm like.
1: You know, maybe maybe it is. Maybe, oh, maybe some of it is wrong. Maybe some of it's not. Spirit-led, like, whatever. But I also think, like, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible and in Jesus' <laughs> ministry that's pretty weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jesus spit on someone's eyes after rubbing <laughs> mud on him <laughs> to heal him. Like, that's pretty weird. And, like, uh... You know, when the Spirit came upon the disciples the first time, it says they looked weird. Like, people thought they were yeah. crazy and drunk. And so it's like this conception that you can just stand there and be filled with the Spirit. I think at times is correct, but at other times is like, I don't think it can be your life. Like, I think it's you're not experiencing the fullness of the Spirit if your worship always looks like you're just standing there. Because there's clearly a side of the Spirit that is, like, maybe looks a little weird. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's, like, if you actually want to worship, if you actually want to experience the fullness of God and the fullness of the Spirit, you have to be
2: willing to surrender. You have to be willing to, like,
0: open up and do it. Yeah. Do those things. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think a lot of people just put limitations on yeah. worship in general because it's like, yeah, hey, you think you easily, no one. When you think of a church service, you think of worship just that moment with um, music, and so, yep. yeah, that's what everyone's mind goes to. I'm sure even unbe- like people who aren't believers, they'll know what a church experience is and see that as the form of worship. Yeah. Which is where we get it all wrong, you know? <laughs> it's like well, an a someone who's a non believer, they think worship is that. And so we've done a poor job of explaining it and Yeah. Guilty, but it's also like a lot of times it's just not fully taught. And yeah. it's not given what it's what it what it deserves, I think, at times. Yeah. Alright, I gotta I got a question for you. Yeah. Give it to me. First off Is the backward hat a worship thing?
2: <laughs> no, it's not a worship thing.
0: I've seen guys just rock the backwards hat and worship all the time.
1: I mean, dude, you there's been guys that rock the backwards hat all the time. <laughs> Have you ever watched the Mighty
0: Ducks in <laughs> the old movies? Hey. It's <laughs> not my real question. Yeah. My real question is this, okay? Yeah. Um Worship's awesome. But leading. From that place, just like what people normally think on stage, um, is not how your relationship is defined by God. Yep. So whether you play guitar good or sing good it doesn't get you a ticket into heaven. Yep. So what would your advice be to the upcoming talented worship leaders, students? Outside of that context, just to prepare them for more than just singing, because I think that's where it, where it that looks like you've made it. You yeah.
2: Know? Yeah, yeah.
0: I know when I was young, seeing that anyone on stage, oh, they made it. They got a clear ticket in. Yeah. That's not the case. So, what would you say? Art posture, all that stuff. Like, what do they got to do? Yeah. Like. Whatever you, whatever advice you would give for that kind of aspect of worship, because it's so much more than yeah, strumming and singing in or hitting the bass or whatever.
2: Yeah, um, I think you have to just remember that above all else, like your your success is just based
1: on your. What if you're being obedient to God, you know? Like, you t- we talk, like, we talked about this the other day, right? Like, I was kind of telling you, like, my fear of, like, what if I go into this place that I want to go into and, like, fail? Like, what if nothing happens? And you were, like, you told me and it stuck with me. is it like, it's not your job to, like, make sure the culture shifts. Like, that's God's job. Like, your job is to make sure that you're, like, opening those doors. And, like, you have to... It's not just, like, worship and singing, right? I think it's in everything. It's, like, you,
2: if you want to succeed, like, you just have to be a disciple of Christ. You have to constantly live in humility. You have to constantly live in just a place of overwhelming desire for him constantly knowing him like is just
1: if you want to succeed <laughs> at anything like your cup has to overflow with the spirit you know like I think this is a, a uh it's like an easy thing to say right like it's something yeah. that is easy to say it's something we say in the church is like if you want to give, you got to be filled with God. But it's like, it's almost like those simple things that we say in the church that are so simple that we just let them go in one ear and out the other. We don't actually understand what they are, you know. I think when you really look at people that are successful in the in the Christian world, right? Like, like I see some, I see certain worship leaders. And I see, like, especially in this this COVID time where everything's been on YouTube and stuff, like, to stream there. Like, there's been certain worship leaders and certain songs that just, like, hit me that I'm just, like, bawling on my way (laughs) home and stuff. And it's because they're so filled with the Spirit. They're so in love with Jesus. They're pursuing Him and going just wholeheartedly at Him. And just like all they desire is to like be his disciple, all they desire is him, and they're like they're they're singing their songs they're writing their their things like it's it's just their expression of how much they love him, and it it overflows through a screen, <laughs> dude, through yeah. a screen like. You know it overflows. It's like if you see people in person, like you can just sense like when someone's cup is overflowing, and
2: and like the reality is that's when you've made it. You've made it when you are changing culture. You've made it when you are a part of changing culture, not because you're a great
1: speaker or a great singer or have the coolest style, or have anything. You've made it when you're changing culture because your heart is so on fire for Jesus that it's
2: overflowing from you yeah, into every aspect of your life. Yeah, and that's the, that's the game changer because
0: that's when you boldly approach the throne. Yep. Like when you meet him. Yep. We boldly approach it because of our confidence in him, yep. and our confidence in what we've given, not because we we outgave thirty other people, but because we gave out of like adoration we gave out of like this longing to be obedient and that's it's a hundred percent when you made it in every area of life, and that flows in through everything that you do that's not just. A place of worship that's for the kid who wants to become the next tech person, the kid who wants to be the next big athlete, the doctor, the whatever. As you take that with you into all professions or all areas of life, and it's it's worship. Yeah. And so I think that's that's good. That's like
2: that's a strong statement because you.
0: You get there, I yeah. I'm just trying to think of like areas of my life that that I could give more to, you know. Yeah. And I don't think I'm perfect by any means. Yeah. I ask my parents, my friends, everybody. So just wanted to get to that place where I could boldly approach him in everything that I do, because I can make a good message. I could preach it and know that this nothing but truth in it and use as much Bible as I can. You can create a good song. A ton of truth in it. Sing it in front of thousands. Help lead them into the presence.
2: But slowly approaching him is
0: where you've made it. Yeah. Which is so cool. But yeah man, I think I think there's so much for like students to dive into for worship because for a lot of them it's very early phases of learning and understanding what it means to walk towards him or engage in worship or why do we stand like why do they make a stand yeah why can't I just sit and I always just like tell them like I don't I'm not asking you to stand for any specific reason other than sometimes it just activate something some people love to do it and they think it's completely how they honor some people like I know some people who only sit and can definitely tell that they're worshiping, but yeah, there's just so much to learn and to to gauge for it, and my encouragement to to students is just like like you said earlier, just give it a try, yeah, take a baby step, go after him anytime you want to learn something you like you try something, whether it's like going on YouTube. how do you do this like? Just go on YouTube, type in a worship song. See what happens. Go on YouTube. Yeah. Or just stand up when they ask you to stand up. Or when they ask you to sing a a lyric out. Just try it. Like, it's not asking you to do too much, you know? But for some people, yeah. it is a lot. And it's totally different. But would you, David, out, out of a place of worship, like, not in worship, but. You have every single, this is theoretically speaking, every single junior high and high school student in America in a stadium. Yeah. And you get one chance to give a message to them. What are you telling them? I'll give you a second to think about it.
1: One chance. Yeah. Like one sermon or I get like one, I get like one word or I get one line or one one.
0: Yeah, one teaching. One teaching? Whatever you want want encouragement, just you got thirty minutes on the platform, not necessarily on, platform. on here, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um,
2: man, all
0: junior high schoolers and high school students,
2: yeah I've led. Worship. My... For a long time. In every age group. From kids to... To older people. My favorite... My favorite... Moment... Was with... High schoolers. And some of my favorite moments are with junior highers. In junior high. And... I would tell them that they're world changers, and that I'm stoked to see how they change the world, and I would just tell them a way to do it by just simply falling more in love with Jesus.
1: Just every day, every way, and every moment, just, like, strive for a little
2: more of him. Get to know him a little more. Be with him a little more. Look like him a little more. It's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. But every day, just strive for a little more of Jesus. Because... When you ask for a little, he gives you a lot. And with a lot of Jesus, the things that
1: you as high schoolers or junior highers can do for the world is, even
2: at your age, even right now, is far beyond what any of us could dream of. Just go hard for him. Listen. To him, listen to wisdom
1: from him, from older people. Seek wisdom first, because
2: like wisdom is the knowledge into God's heart. And while all the people don't always get it right, there's definitely stuff to be learned from them. Yeah. So, to seek wisdom, seek Jesus. And I'm stoked to see what happens.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I have one more question. Yep. What is something that a young person, high school student, junior high student, has either done or said that's challenged your faith? Just remaining in a posture of learning from young people. Because I think sometimes... The culture is they're only young and they have to learn. But even Jesus sat as a young boy with like church leaders and they listened to him and they were in awe what he had to say. Obviously, he had a little bit of a a different authority than we carry, but we get to (laughs) carry that. Like, and so what is something that has stood out to you that a young person has said or done that you're like, man, if the rest, if every adult got what that person just said or did, it would just change
2: everything. Yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is not so much what
1: some what one high schooler said, but what a bunch of high schoolers did.
2: And that was that... Um, that was that moment my favorite moment in leading worship because it uh, it was the first time
1: i had seen like unified fully surrendered fully in love with jesus worship
2: yeah.
1: and i was standing in front of these high schoolers right singing like ready to sing a couple songs on a tuesday night and i think i sang the first line of the first song and didn't have to sing another word and these high schoolers were just, like, going for it. And I,
2: I had never seen, like, that. Not even at, like, major
1: places where these people were so into it that the
2: worship leaders had to do nothing. Like, I'd, I'd never seen it. But I'd seen these high schoolers... Like, much of what I said today, I learned from that moment. Much
1: of, like, that because that moment was them taking a l- not even a little, a big, a big step of faith as a community, as a group. Like, they were all in it together. There was no judgment. There was nothing. There was just simply, like, we're going for Jesus together right now in this moment. And I just learned, I learned the power of unity. I learned the power of love. And I witnessed, like, in person, as an adult from high schoolers, like, what it looked like
2: to surrender and fully go after Jesus in worship through music. That's good. Yeah, I
0: think one of the things that stands out to me is, like, young people in general, really do carry, like, a specific anointing for, like, culture shift and yep. for, like, unity and when they get it, you know? I yep. think even more so than any other age group. Like, you almost get to that point when you're older where, like, you either get too tired of doing things all the time or you 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 did it already, and so now it's, like, someone else's turn. I think, like, young people, like, really shock me because when they get a hold of something, they give it all they got. Yeah, And that's just that, like, that kind of mindset is, like, I have students who understand what it means to serve better than any adult I've ever met. Yep. Yeah. Or they understand what it looks to, like, be teachable more than any adult i ever met. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. I don't know what happens, like, in the midst of, like, being a young person to becoming adulthood where we think that has to change. Yep. Yeah. Um, but you see qualities in young people that, like, totally would, like, blow it out of the water. Like, just completely, just crazy, like, shift. And I think that's one thing that stands out to me is that they, they'll go for it, even if they look like fools. Yep. And I think the Lord really does honor that. Because we're supposed to give our best. We're supposed to pursue things with excellence and so yeah bro just thanks for the time and thanks for sharing a little bit about your heart for worship and i think if anything stands out it's just like do your best to give it a try do it with excellence serve him get to know him give him a chance Because he really is that good, and like if you do, I think the Lord's totally going to honor people's decisions to try to go after him, and he does it with so much joy. Don't be afraid to get it wrong, (laughs) you know? Because there's times where you were trash at worship, right? Like that you weren't the best. There's times where you would lead—you were probably maybe at the best you've ever been, but then you missed the heart piece. Like all those things, we all do it, and so— but growth is is needed. And so, yeah, just challenge everybody to don't feel like you have to be perfect, but chase after him, however, is like for your season with excellence and, and with authenticity and wanting to worship and honor him. And So, yeah, that's all. That's all we got. And that's all you're going to get. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in to today's episode. To get more information about Central Youth, head over to centralsj.org. Click the Connect button and check out the youth page.